Shalom and welcome to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. This is a recording of Rabbi Avi Havivi's weekly Sidur class. What we talked about last week is how the Kedusha, which is inserted into the middle of this bracha, seems to have been a mainstream rabbinic attempt or a rabbinic attempt to have brought a little bit of the experience of the mystics into our daily prayer by importing the Kedusha, the Kedusha being the two lines from the visions of the prophets who had visions of seeing God, Isaiah, Kadosh, 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 and Ezekiel, Baruch Vod Hashem Im Komo. Um, by the way, you'll notice that in that our Kedusha, the one we're talking about now, has only these two lines. Um, other Kedushas have other lines added, but notice that those other lines vary. So, for example, Shabbat Musaf, we add the Shema. The other Kedushas, we don't add the, the Shema, the first line of the Shema. And when we say Kedusha in the middle of the Amidah, we conclude with, which is a verse from the Psalms. But notice the Kedusha that we say near the end of the service before Aleinu in Uvalatzion has a different third line. It's Adonayim Loch Leolam Vaed. So all, in all of these other Kedushas, and by the way, and then on festivals, we add a line, Adir Adirenu. So in all of these other Kedushas, other than the one we're looking at right now, there may be other lines added. None of those other lines are from visions of God by the prophets. So the only two lines that are visions of lines, visions from the prophets are Kadosh, 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 and Baruch Vod Hashem in Komo, meaning those two verses are the core Kedusha. So there are other Kedushas where other things may be added. We do not say about any of those other things that it was part of a prophetic vision. Okay, everyone with me? So the core, I'm going to call it the core Kedusha experience that we're supposed to be either talking about or engaging in or trying to mimic is just these two lines, right? So that's the core Kedusha. So if you said, why don't we have Yimloch or Hashem Yimloch right here in, in Shachri, the answer is because those are not part of the core Kedusha. The core Kedusha apparently is just, we want to recall or reenact the vision of pro- the experience of prophets who had a vision of God, and when they had the vision of God, they saw God's servants, the angels, which is which are the heavenly divine beings, which are God's tzivaot or um, hosts or armies, which are the heavenly luminaries, the sun, the moon, and the stars. Okay. That's how it gets to be in our Kedusha here. And we, we are, we're recalling or imitating those beings as they praise God. So we are praising God as they are praising God. All right. So there, Jonathan. You're talking about the second paragraph, right? Uh, 
I don't know what paragraph. I'm talking about Kadosh, 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 and Baruch Vod Hashemim Komo. That's what I'm talking about. So, um, now, in our morning service, as you know, we say the Kedusha three times. Well, in the Corona site, without a minion, we're only saying it two times. Okay. So the three times are now in the middle of Yotzer, this first bracha of the Shema. So this Kedusha in the rabbinic sources, when they're referring to it, is called either Kedusha de Yotzer, de is Aramaic for shell, of. So it's either called Kedusha de Yotzer, the Kedusha of the Yotzer blessing. It's also called Kedusha de Miyushav. Miyushav is seated. The seated Kedusha, and that's because we're sitting down while we're saying this. The second Kedusha, which we're not getting to say without a minion, is the Kedusha that's part of the third blessing of the Amidah in the Chazan's repetition, right? And that's called Kedusha Da Amidah, the Kedusha of the Amidah or the Kedusha of standing. So that's the only Kedusha when, we're, when, you're, when you're required to stand, okay? And then the third one, which we do in Uvalatzion, right before the Aleinu, is called Kedusha de Sidra, the Kedusha of the Seder, and the Sidra, Aramaic for Seder. And Sidra, the Seder, seems to mean in this context the teaching. And that's because we think that in, let's say, Talmud and Gaonic times, there was a little sermon given at the end of the service, okay? Um... The sermon was given in Aramaic, a little, you know, a little drosh, a little vort before people dashed off to work. And the Kedusha was given in, Ara- sorry, the sermon was given in Aramaic, right? Because that's the language that people spoke. And then it concluded with a little prayer, Uvalitzion, after the sermon. And for the benefit of the people who came late, missed shul, and only came in time for the sermon, and thus they missed the Kedusha, a Kedusha was added for them. That's why we think there's a Kedusha in Uvalatzion. That's why we think Kedusha de Sidra exists. And since these were the latecomers and the Seder was in Aramaic, the Kedusha is translated into Aramaic. And that's why in Uvalatzion, the long paragraph before the Aleinu, the Kedusha is translated into Aramaic. Or at least that's what we think. It doesn't say that in any contemporary book. It doesn't say in any book, there's no book that says, this is why this Kedusha is here and this is why it's translated into Aramaic. All of that is sort of hypothesis or supposition. Dov, you have a question? Do- the question was to me, sorry about That's okay. That. My, Mayor, Meyer, Meyer. Um, I noticed the Kedusha in the Ashkenaz and Sephardi versions often is very different. Correct. It's always consistently the same. Correct. So, so, um, and also, by the way, we know that in, like, long ago in Gaonic times, the Kedusha in Babylonia and Eretz Yisrael was different. I've, I forget which, which was which. I've looked it up a zillion times and I always forget. In one of them, they only said the Kedusha on Shabbos. And in the other one, they said the Kedusha every day. I think in Eretz Yisrael, they said the Kedusha only on Shabbat. And in Bavel, they said the Kedusha every day. The Kedusha in the Amida, right? Um, meaning the Kedusha used to be more, even more special. You'd only say it on Shabbos, right? You'd standing feet together in imitation of the angels have a snippet of this mystical experience only on Shabbat, not on weekdays. But I forget which was which, okay? Bernie? 
Which Kedusha are we not supposed to do in the remote minion? I don't understand. The Amida. So if you look at the Amida in the little... Bernie, hold up. What Sidur you have? Pick it up. Pick it up. Pick it up. Okay, that one. Thank you. So, okay, so the shul one. So in that one, look at the Amida on page 36. Okay. A, a or B, as we say in the conservative movement. And then you go to the bottom of page 36. Okay. Alba. Yeah. And you, you have the big Sidur, right? I do. So in your big Sidur, it's on it's on one oh six. Okay, and look at the top. Look at the bottom of one oh six. If you're in the big Sidur, okay, or in page thirty six A or B in the little Sidur, and notice it says, when the Amidah is chanted aloud, continue on page thirty seven. Meaning when we have a. Chant aloud really means when we have a minion. Minion. Okay. Then we say, Nikadesh Shimcha Ba'olam. Alba has the big Sidur, which has the opposite instruction, which means the same thing. It says, the silent recitation of the Amidah continues with Atakadosh on page 110. So, that is one of the things that is called Divarim Shabiktusha. It's a ter- technical halakhic term. It just means sacred things and is only recited with a minion, like the Baruchu. So just as we don't say the Baruchu if we don't have a minion, so we, our particular halakhic policy for our Betha minion is that over Zoom, we do not say Dvarim Shabiktusha. There are other shuls that have a different policy, okay? So... We don't say the Shema as it is said publicly. That's why we add El Melech Neman and we don't repeat Hashem Eloichem Emet at the end. And we don't say Baruch And we don't say the other Kaddishes. We only say Mourner's Kaddish. And we don't say the Kedusha, which means for all of us, if you're diving in the Betham Minion and you're following Betham policy, what you're supposed to do, to go back to bottom page 36, V'neman, you say, you're diving to yourself, V'neman Atalachayot Meitim, Baruch Hashem Hametim. Baruch Hashem Ha'el Hakadosh. And actually, that, that's the way you daven your individual private Amida every day, meaning when you are saying your private Amida every day, if in a, shul, in a minion, you don't do Kadosh, 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 right? That's only recited, the Kadusha. Is only recited aloud by the Chazan and the whole congregation. So if you do not daven in a minion, if you're davening silently, or if you don't daven in a minion, or if you daven in a Zoom, I'm going to put it in quotes, minion, like Betham, where the only Kaddish that we say is Mourner's Kaddish, then we don't say that Kedusha. That's the second Kedusha. So we, in this era, are not saying the second Kedusha at all. When we get back to Shul, we'll say the second Kedusha. Terry? Can yeah, I ask a question? Yes. From your understanding and participation in the reform in the conservative movement um, over the years that you've been a professional, um, do you anticipate any change in direction 
with regard to this issue, depending on how long this lasts and how it evolves. That is, of course, speculation. Um, By the way, I don't remember how long ago, but a number of years ago, I'm going to say five. I'm just making up a number. Uh, uh, um, I'm sure one of you will find it while I'm talking. The Rabbinical Assembly came out with its first tshuva, uh, its first rabbinic response. That's the conservative movement's official halacha-making body. Came out with its first response, um, or first rabbinic opinion about video minions, okay? Authored by Avi Reisner and accepted as the majority opinion of the law committee of the Rabbinical Assembly, which means it's the official conservative movement policy. So that original opinion, by the way, you could just find that if you just do a search for Rabbinical Assembly, Reisner, R-E-I-S-N-E-R, virtual minion, and it'll pop up. That opinion was a person can join um, halachically a person can join a minion by real-time video connection only if there actually is a physical minion constituted in a place that's broadcasting that. Meaning you can join in on, let's say, Baruchu or Kaddish by video if you're joining a minion only if there actually is a minion. That's the basis of like the live streaming on Shabbos. Right or before Corona, there is a minion. It is a minion of ten people who are together, at least, right? And this is based on halachic sources. You'll you'll read the thing. Anyone can read the response. Them. It's like ten, fifteen pages long, and this is based on halachic sources, early halachic sources that say things like, if you are walking by a synagogue. And you are not in the synagogue, but there's a minion going on, and you can hear them. You are allowed to stop and join for Amen Yehoshimei Rabbah or Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh. And then there's a halachic source that says even if there's a window and you can see them through the window, okay, there's a window, meaning there's a physical structure blocking you from them but you can see the minion and you can hear the minion, you're allowed to join in on the minion, okay? Um, and that's kind of the halachic basis of, you know, the electronic real-time connection was judged to be the equivalent of seeing people through a window but being able to hear them. Everyone with me? Okay? So up until corona, this was an accepted position of the conservative movement. And of course, it was... You know, the, the, the response I've talked about, the benefit for people who live in a small town and don't have a minion or can't make it to a minion or are shut-ins and can't make it to a minion. Um, and um, uh, the, the counter-argument, just to say it, is, of course, there's a worry that if we say everyone can just do it by um, FaceTime, then people will stop constituting minions in real time. So in favor of the argument of like, no, you shouldn't be able to do it that way, is we want to not give up the idea of Jewish communities get together and people need to strive to find an actual physical minion. In the time of the corona, a rabbinic opinion authored by Elliot Dorf and someone else, Rabbi Elliot Dorf and someone else, um, issued a temporary injunction for Bisha'at Hadachak, emergency times, 
that the minion could actually be constituted um, virtually, and it acknowledged that some people say that this is only for the sake of mourners being able to say mourners Kaddish, and we should not go further than that. That's the opinion that we are holding by, although there are others, and I know there are other conservative shuls that are having minyanim that are doing baruchu and kedusha, etc. They're doing the whole thing. Okay? So what's going to evolve after this? Um, and I see some people are sending us resources in the chat box. Uh, Larry Herman, send the link to everyone in the chat box, would you? Thank you. So it's an, uh, so long, 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 long discourse to, sorry, Terry, to answer your question. I, really and, I, appreciate I mean, that's the, that's the backstory. I appreciate and, that. And moving forward, uh, I have no idea. Um, by the way, and we all know that the vast majority of Orthodox shuls have drawn the line on this. They do not, as far as I know, the vast majority of Orthodox shuls are not having online Zoom minions. Um, I know Rabbi Chaim Ovadia, who is a Sephardi rabbi who's extremely lenient on many things and says, I do not understand why you Ashkenazi rabbis always need to be so strict, right? So he's an, an Orthodox Sephardi rabbi, and he is holding Zoom minion every day, as far as I know, right? So, the, but the mainstream Orthodox shuls are not. So if you... And, and, and his minion, is, is there... Kedusha, is there... Meyer, do you know the answer to that? Has anyone gone to Rabbi Ovadia's minion? I don't know. I think it's full minion, but I don't know the answer. I haven't gone. Micah Cohen, who we can't see, says it's a full minion. That's the answer. Right. I was just going to mention that I heard of Nate David from Mincha. Yeah. And they, and they uh, everybody basically davens together at the same time without sort of someone leading the davening per se. Yeah. But then um, there's... Um, um, a Kaddish that they found that I think a number of Orthodox souls are using that was developed, I guess, in the ninth century that was designed to be said if you don't have a minion and that everybody's saying together. Got it. And is it, uh, could you get us a copy of that and send it to us? Or maybe give us a link next Tuesday? Right. By the way, and there are in the, in the hold on a second, Bernie, and there there are a number of rabbinic things that have been written uh, I went to an online seminar with, last week with Rabbi Eli Confer of Hadar on saying Kaddish in the time of the coronavirus, and Hadar is strict on that. It's a, a, a Egal Yeshiva in New York. It, they're strict on that, and they, they don't do um, uh, Kaddish. And he has a whole list of sources of their various Sidurim that say, and if you're supposed to say Kaddish, but you're not in a minion, here's what you say instead. Okay, so there's a, hal- a lot of halachic literature on if you if you are obligated to say Kaddish because you're in mourning for someone, but you can't actually say Kaddish because you don't have a minion. What are you supposed to do? Again, going back to the core idea of the purpose of the Kaddish is to commemorate someone's memory, to win merit for the soul of the deceased during the year while it's in purgatory, so the soul can go on to heaven. And people feel bad. I can't win. I can't win mitzvah points for the soul of my deceased loved one, right? Because I'm not in a minion, I'm traveling, or I live in a small town. What do I do? I can't say Kaddish. So there's a whole list of sources on, you know, some of which is actually an alternative prayer to Kaddish, 
And then there are other things that say, well, if you do Torah and mitzvot and study Torah in the memory of the deceased, that's just as good as saying Kaddish. Don't feel bad if you can't say Kaddish. Um, so uh, there's no halachic obligation to say Kaddish. Like there's a halachic obligation to say Shema every day. There's no halachic obligation to say Kaddish for the deceased. It is a universal widespread minhag, but 15 years, 1,500 years ago, that minhag did not exist. In the year 500, mourners didn't say mourners Kaddish. There's no mourners Kaddish. There was a Kaddish, but there's no such thing as mourners saying mourners Kaddish in the year 1500. That arose in the wake of the Crusades. Hold on a second, Larry. And so there are lots of halachic sources on if you're supposed to say mourners Kaddish, but you can't because there's no minion, say this instead or do this instead. So the shuls that are drawing the line on no mourners Kaddish, right, that are more stringent than ours about this, um, are providing other things. Meyer will provide us. I'd be interested to see what the alternative is. Um, I'll try to get you that source sheet from that class that I went to last week, if I can get it out of the internet. Um, ours is kind of, I'm going to call it a middle-of-the-road approach, which is we are not doing the other Dvarim Shabigtusha, holy things. We're not doing Baruch Hu or Hashem Eloi Chememet at the end of Shema or the Kedusha or the other Kaddishes. We're only doing Mourner's Kaddish, okay? By the way, there are reasons why, in the reasoning of why Mourner's Kaddish is okay, it's not considered one of the Dvarim Shabiktusha, halachically. And then there are other shuls that are more, I don't, I don't want to call them liberal, it's the wrong word, um, uh, but that are accepting the policy of you can constitute, constitute a minion via Zoom, Bisha'at Hadchak, in the time of emergency. Um, but of course, there's the worry that this opens the door to, uh, after the coronavirus is over, right, that people will say, well, I, I don't really need to, you know, I love this minion, you know, uh, on the other side of the country or the other side of the globe. Uh, I'm just going to zoom in to that minion every day and I'm not going to go to my local shul, right? So there's kind of the worry about that, right? So that's kind of the the things that are getting balanced. Thank God I am not a policymaker for anyone. Okay, there, there are a couple of hands, so I want to get to the comments and then we'll wrap up with this for today. It is not what I had intended to do today, but that's fine. I hope that it was productive and useful and interesting. All right, put up hands if you want to say something. Bernie, Bernie then Larry. Quick question. Why is it that some of the stalwarts that come, and you know who they are, are staying home? What is it halakhically that they believe that they don't need to be here? I, I, don't, know, I don't know the answer because I have not asked them. It could be that they believe. I, I don't know because, I, I, again, I'd be projecting an answer. I mean, you can imagine they, they say this is the same as davening alone. Uh, I don't believe in this minion thing by Zoom for Mourner's Kaddish, and therefore I will just daven alone and not join in. I, I don't know the answers. I don't want to project onto them. You know, if they had a halachic answer, that might be the halachic answer. Of course... I know Mickey really well. I don't know the answer. Of course, they could also join in on the minion for social reasons and then just not answer Yehoshimei Rabbah. That would be another... We Because we could just say... Um, by the way, Meyer, I'd be interested to see what B'nai David does because I, I, I'm guessing it's not 
actually the Kaddish. I'm guessing it's one of these alternative prayers. So they're saying for social and community purposes, we still want to keep a gathering by Zoom at a fixed time so that people make sure to daven and they don't forget the idea of communal prayer. But we're not actually going to say the Kaddish, which I think is, is probably what B'nai David's solution is. Meyer. It's, it's, it's also the Kaddish is said after learning. After learning. Okay. Right. Right. By the way, if you, Meyer, if B'nai David has, besides that Kaddish, if they have like a halachic source on it, that you can lay your hands on. Maybe email Rav Yosef and ask him if he if he he might have sent something out to the congregation about why they're doing it that way. If you could get that and and chat it to us um, next Tuesday, that'd be great. Thank you, Larry. My question had to do with the kedusha, not with this. So maybe I should wait for next week. I think we should wait for next week because I think next next week we'll talk. We'll come back to actually talking about the kedusha. So what we did, uh, Jonathan. I mean, which part of the Shema did you say you leave out when you're, when you're doing it with Zoom? Okay, so if you, if you look at page, the beginning of the Shema, which in the, in the slim is page 33, and in the non-slim, Alba's copy is page 100, notice it says, if there is no minion, add. Okay, so the Shema has a certain number of words, okay? And which is supposed to be the number of limbs, bones, and limbs in the body, okay, which is 248. And to make that 248, the Chazan repeats Hashem Elohechem Emet at the end. Okay? That's, so it's, the Shema is actually 245 words plus those three, Hashem Elohechem Emet, which the Chazan repeats. So if you're leading, if you are the Chazan in a normal minion, if you are the Chazan in a normal minion, you are davening the third paragraph of the Shema to yourself, the tzitzit paragraph. You daven to yourself. If you're the chazan, you're leading in a normal minion, not in the corona site, okay? In shul, you daven to yourself. That's what you say to yourself as the chazan. Then you repeat aloud, Hashem Eloichem Emet. And then we all go on, emet v'yatzi. We kiss our teeth and go, emet v'yatzi. So the chazan adds three words, okay? Only in a minion. The chazan does not do that in a minion, okay? Uh, sorry, the chazan does not do that if there is no minion. So the way we're doing it by Zoom, the chazan does not repeat Hashem Eloichem emet. The chazan should really just say, ani Hashem Eloichem emet meaning he just says the words once, right? Um, sort of just to pace us that, you know, Shema's over, da-da-da-da-da. We're not, we're not doing it the minion way. So Hashem Eloichem emet is part of Dvarim Shabiktusha. So, because we left, lost those three words, which means the Shema now only has 245 words, we add three more words at the beginning, El Melech Neman. So anytime you're davening on your own or with our Beth Am Zoom minion, you add El Melech Neman at the beginning of the Shema. Which in Shul, when you are davening with a minion, you do not add those words because you will hear the Chazan say... Hashem Eloichem Emet. Right. Which probably means, because I come late to shul, so if I were to walk into shul for morning minion, let's say after the Shema, after the Kahal did the Shema, okay, let's say they're up to the Amida, whatever, and then I walk into shul and I'm davening on my own to catch up, 
I would say El Melech Ne'aman when I say the Shema, because at that moment, I have missed Hashem Eloichem Emet. I have missed the communal recitation of the Shema. So my Shema is really a private Shema. So, and I won't get to hear Hashem Eloichem Emet repeated. So I add El Melech Ne'aman, the three words at the beginning. So you add El Melech Ne'aman anytime you say the Shema, not in a minion. Thank you for asking that question. Okay. Um, so, oh, 248, Jeff says, 248 is, um, the, the rabbis say that there are 248, the rabbis of the Talmud, who, who were not Galen or any of those ancient Greek rabbis who did dissection, they say that there are 248 parts of the body. This includes, you know, your veins and your bones and your tissues and organs and everything. So 248 means the Shema has 248 words, means I am saying the Shema committing to myself with all the fibers of my being, metaphorically speaking. So the sages say there are 248 fibers to the body. That's their their non-scientific biology. Okay. So, and they noted that uh, that Shema has 245 words, and that's why we add Hashem Eloichem to make it into 248. So we're saying every fiber of my being is committed to God with the words of the Shema. Okay, so what we talked about today, just to finish up, is we talked about, uh, by the way, what we didn't talk about is the conception of this Kedusha as being different than the other two Kedushas, we will talk about that next time. And then we'll talk some more about why Kedusha is dropped into the prayer about nature. And we'll talk more about the prayer about nature. So uh, we, we did not cover the lesson plan today, but I hope that it was interesting and useful. Okay. Uh, we do a breakout session going over the differences in the alternatives for the Varimbek Kedusha? For the which Kedusha? For the... You mentioned earlier that there's been a lot of kind of alternatives between yeah. what's being said. Yeah. Could we go over, maybe in a different breakout session? Yeah. Uh, you know what? I could make up a sheet that I could screen share that has the various different Kedushas in one place. Sure. I could do that. Okay. Um, I'll work on that. Okay. Can't promise for next week, but I'll work on it. Okay. Everyone have a good day. Stay safe and healthy. And do Hashem's work in the world. You have been listening to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. If you enjoy these podcasts, we invite you to write a review on the Apple Podcast site or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about Temple Beth Am Los Angeles, go to tbala.org.